This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say, Monday, Monday? What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. I've uh, got quite a debate uh, raging on uh, social media. I don't want to talk about jeans. No, no, not no jeans. More. Not jeans. Okay. I, I, I do have a quick update to jeans. I think I need to get my jeans tailored, which I, I read you can do. Like, I can take my jeans to a tailor. I've got a little too much room in the crotch area. It's because you're a man in a little boy's body. <laughs> yeah, but my other jeans fit fine. I don't know what's going on with these jeans. I might have to get them taken in. But you then are I've, melting away. <laughs> then I've heard from people that if you get like clothes tailored, it's like a hundred dollars. Is everything a hundred dollars these days? It used to be twenty. Everything now is a hundred. When you go out to dinner, everything it's three hundred. <laughs> yeah. So the debate I got raging on the Twitter right now is yesterday or uh, my our Mother's Day plans fell through. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, reservations I had, so we ended up. I ended up ordering pizza to my parents' house, and I was I was like, you know what? I'm gonna uh, DoorDash it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna treat myself. I'm not gonna go get it. I'm gonna DoorDash. I got a 16 inch pizza and a 12 inch pizza. It cost me sixty seven dollars. Yeah, insane. Sixty seven dollars. Insane. And my point was, like, here's how they, they get you. They go, uh, the restaurant fee, a 49-cent delivery fee. I go, oh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, but then DoorDash wants $7. And then the tip for the DoorDash driver is $9. That's another $16 that I've tacked on. Mm-hmm. And my question is, why am I tipping the DoorDash driver before the delivery? Isn't a tip supposed to be... For, for the service. For the service. Yeah. You would have thought, and I just wrote that on Twitter. I said, why do I have to tip before the service? You, you would have thought have you would have thought I tweeted, nobody on DoorDash deserves a tip. That's the way it was taken. It was, That's it was, not what you said. It was taken as if I'm not willing to tip. That's not what you said at I all. I love to tip, but I tip on the service that I get. Right. Not what I, they go, well... And again, then they go, well, you know, if you're a driver, you see the tip before you accept the delivery. So if you don't tip or don't tip what the drivers deem a decent amount. The setup sucks. Yeah, the setup sucks. I don't tip Uber until the ride's over. Correct. And I hate when they, you're in the, you just get in the car. Would you like to give a tip? He didn't take me anywhere yet. Oh, see, Lyft doesn't do that. Lyft waits till after you're dropped off, then it pops up. I don't have to do it. Yeah. But it pops up, would you like to tip your driver? And I wait until I'm done. Yeah. And then I tip him based on how he drove. Yes. If he was conversa- conversational, but not too much. Right. You know, nice guy. Then I do the tip. 
Correct. The mistake you made, and I will tell you this too, this DoorDash crap is, is nonsense. Yeah. Slice. You're going to do pizza. Put the Slice app on your phone. So here's my most recent order. Yeah. All right? And Slice is linked up with most pizza places. Okay. Not all of them, but most of them. You order from them. Uh, and you pay them on the app. So it's great. You put your debit card into your credit Which card. Which is why I like using right DoorDash. I like to pay right, right. Up, right up front. This is so simple. So I got a large pie, $17, which don't know when pies became $17, but hell, you paid Mine's $26, $26 for one. And I got a, 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 a whole chicken parm sub, which was another $15. Again, don't know where subsequent to $15, but that's where we're at. So the subtotal on this meal was 32 bucks. Okay. All right. The delivery fee, $0.99. Cents. There is a local support fee, which I think is every restaurant. So that was $0.95. Cents. Tax, fine. I tipped. What did I tip? I can't see. I think I tipped $4 and change, which is still. But then, because I've used it multiple times, I ended up with a discount. My discount was $2. There went the $0.95 cent fee. My total bill with tax and tip? Thirty-eight dollars on a $32 check. I'm telling you, this is the greatest app ever for pizza or for I think what happens for all these apps, regardless of what it is, whether it's food delivery apps, whether it's driving you places apps, whatever the latest and greatest apps are to make things convenient in your life. Yep. They start you off to get used to using the app, it's cheap. Well, yeah, they give you that trial run. Well, not even the trial run. Like when the apps first come out. Like now, if you if you're just brand new to, like, say Uber or Lyft, they're oh, going to they give you some biscuits, some discounts. But when the apps themselves first come out to entice and get all these customers, remember when like Uber came out, it was cheap. It was like, oh, I get a lift, I get a ride for this. Now it's so expensive. Yeah, it's not cheap. It is not cheap. And the cars aren't great. No, the cars are junky. And, and if you want a nice car, it's really expensive. Right. And then you got to go extra level. Correct. So I don't know, man. I'm, I am I am so tired of paying for food that is mediocre at best. Yeah, I And that's most of the food when you go out. Yeah. Now it's I, mediocre. We did go out Saturday night, and I will tell you the bill was stupid. But I had a – it was great. Right. The meal was great. You know what was the best part? The pacing of the meal. And he told us, he said, glad you guys showed up 10 minutes early. He goes, we are loaded tonight. He goes, so I just have to tell you, I need to take your orders. The drinks are what they are. But after you look at the menu, he goes, I can't do appetizers first. And he goes, I promise you will, I will make this a nice night for you. But I need everything at once because that's how they want it in the kitchen because it's so packed. We're overcrowded, overbooked. I'm like, great. This is going to be a 50-minute job and out. And when I tell you it was paced beautifully, it was great. It was a lot of money. I didn't mind. Right. You rush me out. Food's not great. I'm going to be ticked. The other weird thing that happens in restaurants, this happened to me on the weekend as well. I order a beer. The waiter's gone forever. The waiter comes back without the beer and goes, bar's backed up right now. Well, go get, you can't get, like, why can't the waiter or waitress, I get it if you're mixing a drink. And a I bartender know, needs to do that. You grab me a bottle of beer. Go get it. <laughs> uh, sorry, know. I'd say to the wait. I'd say to the bartender, "You backed up. You're I, too I got slow. You here. I'm going to get my own beer." Right. What's the big deal? Yeah, but no, they they will not do it. Yeah, I don't. That's awful. It's I a weird business. Happens. Everything now is so expensive just for mediocre food because I think what's happening is the supplies. The the supplies have gotten more expensive. So either the restaurants are raising prices or cutting back on the quality of ingredients. And as somebody who's been looking at and studying ingredients for about a year and a couple months now, I think it's the latter. I think people, these restaurant owners, are cutting back on the quality of the food. That's probably true. And still charging what they were charging. So it seems like you're getting crap food for a lot of money. They are also understaffed. Yes. And I don't know if that's because they can't find the help or they're trying to maximize profits. But you can't go. So like after the football game that we played a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago, we went to a place in Madelon. Great place. Really is. Love it. All good. Not going to mention the name, but it's outstanding. Place is not packed like a Friday night, but it is busy. 
there's not a seat to be had at the bar. The high tops are taken. It's about as full as it can be without people standing shoulder to shoulder. And there's one bartender. And like an assistant bartender who's also waitressing, and when she's got a minute, she comes and helps. That's not good enough. Like you need a you need three people back there. Yeah. For that. You're sitting there waiting for literally seven, eight minutes to get like you almost want to order four at a time. And you'll know it's funny, but talking about bartenders and such. I ran into a, into a friend of mine who I see uh, walking his dog around Bradley Beach. I'm always walking my dog, so we see each other quite a bit. And he said to me, he goes, hey, you guys doing something at DJ's? I said, yeah, we're doing our kickoff this summer there. He goes, yeah, he goes, this, this girl I'm talking to, she said she was called in to work that day. And she didn't want to, you know, work that day, Friday, Memorial Day weekend. But she said she can make... 1500 in cash that day. Yeah. Sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise so me. So why is the bar not packed with bartenders? I, again, I don't know if they're trying to maximize. I don't know. I don't know. Because that 1500 95% of that money is tips. Yeah. It's all tips. Cash. 100%. And when you got a packed bar, people are throwing 20s down, 10s down. That does not surprise me what a bartender makes. Right. So you all. would think they'd be... St- Stocked with bartenders, you would think. like yeah, people you would be think. wanting to be bartenders. You would think so. I was like, why am I not bartending at DJs? You could being a professional bartender is very can be very. I don't want to say lucrative, like a hedge fund guy. I don't mean yeah. that. You make a lot of money. No, you're working the whole. You're moving. Boom, you're moving. Boom, boom. But I think it's fun too. Like if you're good at it, I think it was it's a fun. Blast. Those the days we did it for uh, Boomer's charity. I enjoy. I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I was, was having cool. a good time. And the time goes fast. It, yes, because you're, you're you, there's no because there's no lulls. Yeah. You're not sitting there staring at one another like, hmm, anybody want to drink? People are literally waiting. Yeah. And you're going from person to person to person. Some people are fun to talk to. Others you want to smash. But it is. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, the 1,500. Other, that's a good number. The other funny thing that came from the pandemic in restaurants is now if you use a credit card, they add 3% to your bill, which was never the case. They do? Yeah. Almost every place I go to. Really? I didn't notice that on Saturday. I usually am pretty good looking at the bill. I didn't notice that Friday or Saturday. They'll tack on 3%, 3.25% if you're going to use your credit card. And what card. is it based on? That they, is that the locals support local business? Fee? No, I think it's a different fee. That's hmm. just like when you in the when when you use a credit card, when a company uses a credit card, yeah. they get charged by the credit card that. company. Sure. So now they're passing that on I to you. I have never seen that. I, I have my receipts home. I want to yeah. take a look at that. Check it out. Because I don't. That's all I use is a debit card. Yeah, that's all anyone uses now. You know? Huh. Okay. It's just, I wish, like, here's the thing. The only thing I do is go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. That's like the only social thing I do. You go to see Bruce. And I go to see Bruce Springsteen. Yes. But every time now I get annoyed at what it costs for what I get. Yeah. And it's never, you're not eating... You're eating healthier at home. Yes. You're eating way cheaper at home. You just don't want to be at home every night. Right, because it's funny. Like, if I go to get a, if I go to get a, uh, a um, really nice steak in a really nice supermarket, mm-hmm. right? Let's say I go to Whole Foods and I want a grass-fed steak. That steak might be $10. And you'd be like, $10? I'm paying $10. Go get that in a restaurant. It's thirty five dollars. I just paid forty eight dollars for a steak on, which I knew I never get steak. Yeah, I did on Saturday. Yeah, it was forty eight dollars. Right, with but three pieces of asparagus. When we're when we're shopping for our food, where I'm not buying a ten dollars steak. Trust me, I am well aware. I I know it's all our mindset. What we're doing, it's the way we will pluck down two hundred dollars on drinks out with friends. But if you're at the store and you're Comparing prices, uh, I'm, I'm not spending seventeen ninety nine on that. No chance. I'm not- I can get it. I can get it for. Here's a great example. This is embarrassing. <laughs> this is especially for someone like myself. As you know, I'm not. I'm a little too free with my money. I readily admit it. Whatever. So I'm at the liquor store yesterday, and uh, I get the beer. I get some stuff. I get people coming over. Need red solo cups. So I see a single sleeve of red solo cups for five ninety nine. I'm like, are they at a five ninety nine? Like I love this place. Their liquor prices are great. I'm like that. They're ripping me off. Not, nope, not doing it. Like I'll go to Walgreens. I go to Walgreens, five seventy nine. <laughs> yeah, I saved. Like, wow, no, no, but I wasn't trying to save. T- I legit thought they would be a dollar ninety nine. Yes, that's what I would have guessed. I had no idea 
But that said, it's just like in my mind, but the convenience. I don't mind spending $20 on a drink, but I was worried about spending an extra yeah. dollar or two on cups. Now I had to go somewhere. Like, what was I thinking? The weirdest, I was mad at myself. The weirdest is when I go to Costco and I see the huge long lines of people waiting for gasoline. I'm like, dude. You're like, saving nine cents a gallon. I know. Right. And what, did, know. what you have a 13-gallon tank? Is right. it really worth you it? You just saved $1.20. Congratulations. Yeah. And you waited in line. Burning fuel. Burning fuel. Right. <laughs> That's so true. I know. And the lines are long. Yeah. So you talk about, you know, how much everything costs. It used to be the joke at Costco was everything's 10 bucks. I think that now everything's $25. Kim went and spent on Thursday of last week or maybe, I think it was, no, maybe it was Wednesday. It was one, whatever. It was one of the days after school last week. She goes to Costco, comes home, and she goes, I'm sorry. She goes, I, I spent, you know, 300 and. $18 or something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to Costco. She goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. Meantime, I'm looking. I'm like, what did you buy? I'm like, I don't see anything. Yeah. She goes, well, I got, you know, the toilet paper and the paper towels. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's $45. I got gotcha. you. What else did you get? Well, this and that. And I'm looking and I'm looking on the receipt. I'm like, holy crap. Everything is literally $25. Like she got like nine items. <laughs> it was what? Yeah. It's insane. It really is. It's nuts. And the other weird thing with restaurants and things, like, they're packed. Yeah. Can't get in. Packed. Correct. For poor food quality, expensive, and you can't get in. Mm -hmm. That's why the really good restaurants are really impossible to get into. Right. Very difficult. You're right. I don't mind paying for a meal, even if it's expensive, if it's good. Yeah, I agree. Even though it's still overpriced to what it should be, hundred percent. But with the, the like, I am so furious at the sixty-seven dollar meal I had yesterday. Yeah. It was terrible. You got pizza. I got pizza, it and it was not even good pizza. Oh, that's another issue, right? That's even worse. Yes. Yeah. No. Spending seventy bucks on and pizza is horrendous. Yeah. Didn't even come with any Peronis. No. Had no beer with it. <laughs> no. Had nothing. I got to delete that app right off my phone. I hear you. I start deleting things that aren't serving me, Jerry. That's right. That's right. Serve me. What about going? Well, I was going to say they probably charge more. They bring your own places. They probably charge even more for their food because they're not making any money on liquor. Yeah, I do like a bring your own place. Yeah, I do too. I just I like the convenience of the bar. Yeah, I still would prefer that. I still feel weird walking in with it. I know because I'm not going in with wine. I think it's different if you go in with wine. Yeah, yeah. When you go in with beer, it's weird. Why don't you go in with the Foster's oil can? <laughs> Those are even funnier. The the giant cans of beer at the it's, convenience stores. It's the Sapporo twenty four yeah, ounce can. Where you look like a complete lunatic showing up <laughs> with a gigantic beer. That is funny. But then if you go in with a six pack and have two beers, now you're walking out with beers. Correct. It's weird. That is very true. Yep. I also don't understand if beer is legal, why can't anybody sell it? Because of the alcohol laws. Yeah, why? Just like it was illegal in the nineteen twenties. Prohibition. Yeah. So they control it. It's the way it goes. But only in certain places, certain states. In New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. Yeah, in New Jersey. In Florida, if I want to sell beer, I can just sell you beer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. We're the same country. With different state laws. Yeah. It is very confusing. Very confusing. I know. What else could I do, Jerry, if I don't go out to dinner on the weekends? Um, I'm running out of things. Take Gina to a movie? A movie? You're not interested in that? No. Uh, find more local shows to go to? I'm stuck, Jerry. I don't know what to tell you. I, I am stuck going to dinner and paying a, a, a exorbitant prices. Because you don't like prices. to do anything. Yeah. So I don't like to do stuff. And that is, it's a difficult thing to present as your weekend to your girlfriend. Good news. I'm cooking dinner. Again. <laughs> yeah. And doing what? Looking for girls and thongs on the beach? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Does that bother you? Come over. <laughs> like, you got to do something. You got to do something, right? I tell you to go to a fair. That's not happening. Yeah. If I were you, I'd and I'm serious about this, just because I like it more than you do, I'd probably be in Atlantic City two Saturdays out of every month. <laughs> and not even so much for the gambling. I like the, I actually, and talk about overpriced food and drink, my God. But I like going down there for a night, and I just, I'd probably do more of that. Maybe not so much in the summer, but definitely in the, in the winter, and I don't know. 
Know what also? If you don't drink alcohol, there is nothing to do. Everything we do in a social setting is based around getting drinks. Yeah, I know. One thing that there used to be a place in Bradley Beach that was a, a coffee shop that was open at night. Which is really cool. And they had desserts yep. and coffee. It was great. It was a weird looking place. It was just it was just a strange decor. Mm-hmm. It was like they threw together whatever yeah. chairs they had, whatever things to hang on the wall. It was a weird place. Good coffee. And they had a bakery next door that they owned. You go to the bakery, you come over, you buy your coffee. It was great. It closed down and they opened up down the road in a completely renovated place that looks perfect. Too perfect. There's no character to it anymore. Oh, okay. And they also now close at 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Yeah. There's nowhere to go. I've always thought a really cool idea. And you and I talked about this probably five years ago on this podcast because we've talked about this, how everything surrounds alcohol. And I've always thought a really cool idea, and this is where the kick-ass Wi-Fi always came in. Yes. We always talked about the coffee shop, and what did I always say would be a great idea at night? Not to close early, not at 4 o'clock. We we were talking before the pandemic. They didn't, places didn't close at 3 o'clock. They still stay open until 6 or 7. Like the Dunkin' Donuts by me still closes the lobby at noon. Why? (laughs) I I got it during the pandemic. I understood. They've kept those hours, but whatever. I always thought it'd be cool. Have a coffee shop at night with live music. Great Wi-Fi, then make it like a hangout spot. Yes. Now you got to be worried about the kids that come in because you are you're open. It's, there's no age limit. You don't want people loitering around. But if you have the music and you got a good adult crowd, I think it's a great idea. What you do, Jerry, is you play music that teens hate. Yeah, like you could play slow j- acoustic jams. Yeah, you could do that. Sure. You could bring in older artists too that are still trying to make some money. I mean, it just it seems fun. The problem with that is though. You're only charging three dollars for a cup of coffee. Yeah, you're right. How are you making money? Right. But it's a, it's a neat idea, and a cool environment, and something to do for people that don't drink. Because that is a problem. I agree with you. That's an issue. Yeah. I even was thinking of like these coffee places. The you ever see they have those uh, nitro coffees that yes. they're in. It looks like a beer tap because yep. it has the carbon whatever to make it. You mm-hmm. load it up with all those sorts of things. Yep. Rook cool has place. those, I believe. Yes. Nook. Rook. 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 You're right yeah. though. It doesn't cost that much. No. Although coffee now is at least five bucks for a, for a, if you go to iced coffee at Rook, it's almost $6. Really? Yeah. My Dunkin' Donuts is still three. Yeah. And I get the medium, the big one. Yes. I thought that was like pretty good $3. Yeah. This Rook. Is, People yeah. love the Rook though down you know, there. No, why don't you do this? Why don't you cook dinner yourself mm-hmm. and take her out for ice cream <laughs> and watch her suck on the pop? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, there's not, you're right. There are not many options. Not, you think we're to an arcade? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is an option down by me. There are multiple arcades. I know arcades. there is, but that's not what you want to be doing. No, I know. It's so frustrating. I and don't the know. fact that you don't have a backyard hurts. Yeah. Because it is cool on a beautiful, like yesterday, I could have yeah, said I, I couldn't because it was a work night. But had we been around a night like last night, I would have, like, I have the TV on the house now. I would sit outside. I wouldn't have a couple of drinks. I would sit outside and just enjoy the weather and, you know. You're right. The summer I can barbecue down at Genus. Yeah. She has a barbecue there. That does help a little bit. Yeah. Uh-oh. We're concerned about what to do now this summer. Yeah. What are we doing, Jerry? <laughs> this is your next anxiety. How are your testicles feeling right now? <laughs> I'm getting stressed. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do here, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I know. All right. That's all I got, Jerry. Sounds good. All right, let's do the warm-up program. We'll be back here tomorrow on a Tuesday show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, suck. here we go on a Monday morning, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. Your summer weekend is over. We move on. The Eddie Scazzeri, CeeLo, what's going on there, guys? And across from me, his name is Albert Jonathan Dukes. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. What do you think is the top story of the weekend, local? Max Scherzer's back, Jerry? I was actually thinking of this. <laughs> Driving in. Okay. Buzz no buzz. All right. I love so buzz let's no go buzz. back. let's go back three weeks. Buzz, no buzz. We had the Islanders, we had the Rangers, mm-hmm. we had the Devils, we had the Knicks, we had the Nets, NFL draft coming up, Aaron Rodgers about to become a Jet, and we had the Mets and the Yankees. What's the buzz? Yeah. Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. That was a, bu- a big buzz that time. Was huge. Big buzz time, Jerry. I was driving in this morning thinking, buzz, no buzz for Al. Sports. <laughs> right now? Today. Today, there's no buzz. There's no buzz. No buzz. The buzz, Knicks no got buzz. bounced on Friday night. Right. So we're beyond that now. That's almost like old buzz. The Sixers gave you nothing. Not that anybody cares around here, but the Celtics went, eh, whatever. They blew them out 30 points hard and stunk again. MB did nothing, but whatever. Okay. Mets Nationals. I know Scherzer was back. I get it. That's fine. Yankees raise was fun. But nothing happened but because of a split. No. It was when a split. you split, nothing you... happened. Right. When you split a series like that, it's eh, like you didn't play it. Kind of. So, I'll ask you again. Buzz, no buzz. Sports. No buzz. <laughs> I'm going to go no buzz on this one, Jerry. Yeah, I thought the same thing driving in. Although, I was happy that Max Scherzer looks like, or looked good yesterday. We were looking for, I was looking for problems, and I think he gave up a, a run in that first Early, of course, first yes. inning. But, but again, if you have that game on live, you're like, uh-oh. He's but he settled again. in. But he, he was settled okay. in. Yeah, it was all right. It was good. It was five innings. It was fine. Exactly against the Nationals. Let's not get crazy. Right. It was five innings. But the fact that he pitched is a start. Yes, and he's not injured Correct. or hurt or any of that stuff. At least we don't think so. So I was happy about that. So that part was good. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. I thought it was a fun story over the weekend. What happened on? Uh, I guess it was Friday night. Was the rain? No. Saturday. It was Saturday. All oh, right. Then they finished it mm-hmm. up yesterday. So Saturday was the. Four-hour rain delay. Very similar to when I went there. Remember that last summer? Nationals, yeah. Yes, I went there. It was beautiful out. Monsoon comes. Then the rain stopped, but nothing was happening because they kept finding lightning in the distance. And I don't know about the lightning Saturday, but I guess it was field conditions. But after sitting there for an hour and a half, I said, that's it. Let's go. And it turned out to be a good thing because they waited another hour or hour and a half. I think they waited. That night, we drove all the way down there not to watch baseball. Uh, I think there was a three-hour rain delay before they finally called the game. Yeah. So this was like almost a four-hour rain delay. And then they didn't call the game till a full hour after it had stopped raining when they decided the field was too wet. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, people are upset. Why are you still there? Why are the people still in the stands? Go home. Because they paid for it. Oh. That's why. And then Gary, Keith, and Ron and the radio guys, oh, they all had to stay. Got to be miserable. Oh, they were miserable. I, of course you are. You're sitting there waiting and waiting. Probably dinner plans. Yes. You'd like to go out and grab a bite. Or just go home, do a back to the hotel and relax. Anything other than sitting around the ballpark for nothing. 
Yeah, you, that's a rough one. Do you think those guys hang out together on the road all the time? Uh, a little the bit, yes. Yes. Every, every day, no. Do they go out? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my guess would be one meal per city. Okay. And they also probably have friends in various cities, right? Yes. So, absolutely. So when they go to St. Louis, Keith is like, oh, I got all my St. Louis friends. Sure. I can go hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And then probably uh, just but, over the years, you've you've developed places you like to go. Yes, I would think so. Plus, you're friendly with the media, the opposing media, usual. I remember right. Ed Coleman used to talk about that, knowing the different uh, various writers from around the country. Because these guys hold on to these jobs till they die. Right. As you know. Right. It's got to be almost like you're when you're in like uh, grammar school or high school when you're going to lunch and you don't have your friend there. How do you pick which table you're going to go sit at? Just go sit at a table. Yeah. But uh, on the road, do you just go like... You probably eat at the hotel. Could I say to Gary Cohen, you mind if I join you guys? Like if uh, I was covering the Mets for WFAN? No, I don't think you go join them. you got to be asked. <laughs> That's a big... That's what I right. think. I start yeah, I lower. Think, you know, maybe he wants to be alone for an hour. Yeah. There's nothing better than the the meal at the bar. It's just easy. Burger, beer, back to the room. Right. Get you your watch, work done. You pretend to be watching whatever's on TV. Well, you put it on for, like, background noise. Yeah. But I'm saying just, if you're at the bar eating. Well, they could have a good game on. Yeah. Absolutely. But then you hope no one recognizes you so you don't have to talk sports. Well, if you're in a different city, you probably are pretty good. Now, not Keith or Ron. That's different. But if you're the play-by-play announcer and you're in Minnesota, why would anybody in Minnesota want to go talk to Gary Cohen or know who he is? Good point. Right? Yeah, that's true. Would you know the Minneapolis Reporter I would or the not. Twins announcer? I would not. Right. Neither would I. Nor would I know anyone actually on the Twins right now <laughs> if he was having dinner. You barely would be able to recognize Gary Cohen. <laughs> I know Gary Cohen. He's bald. <laughs> I see Michael him on K. TV. And I know all those guys. I know all my local guys, Jerry. Okay, I know who Lion could, Eagle could is. Could you point out Bill Spaulding? No, I don't know who that is. What does he do? <laughs> Devils. <laughs> all right, you went hockey on me. I did go hockey I on could, you. I know Kenny Albert. Because you said all of them. I would recognize Kenny Albert. Uh, yes, I'm sure you would. Having a burger at the bar. Could you pick out Mike Crispino? Nope. What do you mean, no? Really? I don't know who that even is. Okay. What I'm not sure does he, he does cover? games anymore. He used to work for MSG. Oh, okay. No, I don't know who that is. All right. I know Meredith Morakovitz. Uh, yes, you do. I know Susan Waldman, John Sterling. I go sure. sit at the bar with them. Okay. How are you guys doing? What if Keith Rad walked into the bar? Mm, be a tough one. <laughs> Pat McCarthy. <laughs> also tough. <laughs> if they were is sitting together, I wouldn't know who was who. Justin Shackle. Uh, him, no. Probably not, right? Yeah, no. Him I would know because I've seen him out of the, out of the stadium yeah. before he got this job. He was like the stadium announcer guy. Oh, stadium guy. Yes. Yeah, so it would be tough. You're right. Good point. So you're Gary Cohen or any of these other local guys. I'll give you one. What if Chris King walked in? The guy with the high voice? Yes. Oh, the scores, the others. <laughs> no, yeah. I would not know him. You wouldn't know him by, no. by, by seeing um, him. Only if he exclaimed, this wasn't the burger I ordered. <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's Chris King from he the Islanders. He's not going to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you you know, serve me a bill. You hear a ruckus coming from the bar and you hear that voice. Chris King. I go, no. They got his order wrong. They got Chris King's order wrong. That's funny. All right, so there was a long rain delay. Then they uh, picked that game up, I guess, yesterday. The Mets lost that one. They did. But then they won uh, the Max Scherzer game, scored eight runs in the fifth inning. Correct. And as they say, Jerry, that's all they needed. That's all. Well, and it was cool the way it started and ended. It's kind of neat when you bat around the order and you're the guy that drives in the first run and the last run in the same inning. Kind of. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Someone watched the highlights. This I'm guy, sure you did. This guy right here, Jerry. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I, I would expect nothing less of you. Then Yankees Rays was awesome. I love like a... Wow, can we isolate that? Yankees Rays was awesome? Yes. Just the... Look at you. This is what I love, Jerry. An 8-7 game and a 9-8 game. Mm-hmm. I love that. No, the comeback the comeback on Saturday was why I... The so comeback, six, yeah. I checked in on that game Saturday. I saw 6 nothing Rays. I'm like, oh my God. Like, they're getting trounced again. And that was it. And I, I don't know where I was, but I was I was out and about. And then Sunday morning, I will go to the to ESPN, and I'm like, huh? They won the game? And it was wild. Yeah. And then they almost did it again yesterday. Yes. Aaron Judge, two home runs uh, Saturday. Yep. Then uh, he almost had one yesterday. Would have. And think about the way that looked. Yeah. That gigantic human being at home plate, he's a home run hitter. He looked like he murdered that ball 
And the reaction from the pitcher seemed like it wasn't only a home run that it was going to be 50 rows deep. Pretty well, died at the warning track. He died at the warning track. The pitcher was so surprised. I think he yeah. even said something to Aaron Judge in a fun way. He might have. Like, I, I just saw him motioning over there, but he he looked so relieved. Yeah, because it looked like he gave up a home run. Yeah. every I think everybody in the stadium that was left there thought that was a home run off yeah. the bat. How could you not? I mean, it, it looked like it was hit that hard and far. After hitting two the day before. And he's Aaron Judge. And he's Aaron Judge. That's a game, too. Where I know Abreu gives up the grand slam, and so they were in a in a bad spot. But that's one of those games where fielding wise, the plays in the outfield that were made were outstanding. I mean, really were. Um, but got to score more runs than the other team. Who is uh, Harrison Bader? Was the Bader made the one, and I forget who made the other one in left field. I think it was they made a couple of really the Bader one is ridiculous. The diving catch, yeah, onto the warning track, correct? Which doesn't seem very uh, forgiving. It's not very soft, I wouldn't think. No. We were on that warning track. Is it real dirt? It's like a field conditioner. And there's clay underneath, and then there's field conditioner on top, I believe. I remember when I first, uh, when the when the Tampa Bay Devil Rays were coming into existence. Yeah. In 1998, I was working in Sports Radio Tampa, and we went out there as the media. We could check out the new field. And the thing, the the big story back then was that the Tampa Rays warning track was just colored turf. Oh, so there was no, it really wasn't a warning at all. There was no feel yeah. for the yep. on your feet for the outfielders, yeah. and they were very concerned about that. Yeah, because they were running to the wall yeah. face first. And I guess they eventually fixed that. I would think they had to have. Yeah. Because that would be, that's the whole point of the warning track, is that your feet can feel when the surface changes. Right. You know you're however many, four or five feet away from the wall. You and can that, start feeling for it. And their argument back then was they go, no, 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 uh, fielders recognize the color change. I wonder what idiot made that decision. <laughs> Clearly someone that never played outfield. Al Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> was not you. It was not me. It was not you. But that had to stick around probably for, I may have been like that the whole first season. Is that true? Yeah. Probably until someone smashed their face in the wall. Which does happen. Thinking. It even happens with regular warning tracks. It happens. Yeah. Remember Bryce Harper went face first into the into the wall yes. in, uh, in Philly? It was maybe three years ago, something like that. I don't Scary. think I don't think in the heat of a play, me running down a ball like the one Harrison Bader ran down, that I would feel my feet while I was tracking a, a ball. Maybe if I was tracking a like a super high fly ball, like the Aaron Judge not home sure. run yesterday. Yeah, that hung up there. You get you could get, but if you're going for a ball that's going in the gap and it's going towards the warning track, I would not. I would not feel that dirt on my feet to know that I've hit the warning track. But I'm not an outfielder. I was going to say, as said by the outfielder extraordinaire, Al Dukes, (laughs) who cannot play the outfield. Yeah, I don't play. I can't judge fly (laughs) balls anymore. It's third base or bust. Yes. Third base or bench. Right. Essentially for you. I need to play a position where I can't think. All right. So pitcher was no good for you. No. Outfield's no good for you. No, because when the ball's up there, I'm like, all I'm thinking is is don't drop this. You need the hot corner. Hot corner because you have no time. to react. Just to react. That's yeah. very true. And that's that's what makes a great baseball player. I also think second base is an awesome position because you have time to screw up. <laughs> right? <laughs> you do. Ground ball to second. You have a problem you, with that ball. You can still throw it You can the guy take out. one off your chest, pick yeah. it up, and still make the play. Yes. That's an interesting way of putting it. Second <laughs> base, time to screw up. <laughs> you still have time to recoup. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the ball goes through your legs, it goes through your legs. Yeah. At least you can bat a ball down and have a chance. Yes. That is very true. Just keep it in front of you, as they say in baseball. Jerry, I'm sure you teach that to the youngsters. So, of course you do. So you keep enjoy second base. Second base is good, too. <laughs> You're so funny. But on a softball team, people fight for second base, because they we all know this trick. That it's uh, that it easy. takes more. Yeah. Not a lot of lefties, and in softball, mostly pull hitting, because it's slow pitch. Yeah, true. Yeah, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. Do we, we do more running at second base, though. Yeah, that whole cover in the bag for a double play is tough. Yeah. Got And in baseball in with the bunting, there's a lot going on at second base. Yeah. But I see what you're saying with a Sunday morning slow-pitch softball game. Yes. And a boatload of righties, third and short, and left field, be ready. Yes. And center, for the most part. It's right. middle-left that you got to worry about. Right, the shift. And who was the guy, who was the old Yankee that was ripping the ball down the line against Mickey him? Rivers. That's right. Who was like 70 years old and was still sprinting around the bases faster than any of us. And he was hitting smoking line drives. He had the 
You know when a hitter is really good when he hits line drives? That curve. Yes. <laughs> he had that curvature line drive yep. that just was sizzled down yep. the line. And it curves towards the line. Oh, my God. Drops down just inside the line. Yeah. he was. That was fun. We had a lot of guys out there. Bernie was out there. Mariano Rivera was out there. It was great. He was super impressive. Yes. Dwight Gooden was out there. Solid contact on every hit. Howard Johnson was out there. Howard Johnson. Trying his best. Didn't go so good for him or Doc. Well. At the plate. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, true. It didn't. At the plate, yep. It did not. All right, 516. We're just getting started. A very busy Monday straight ahead with Boomer and Geo right here on The Fan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, it's Monday. People love a Monday. Who doesn't love a Monday? Everyone loves Monday, Jerry. It's the start of a fresh new week. It was so great. The Mamas and the Papas sang about Mondays back in the day. They sure did. And so did the, was it uh, Manic Monday was who? Bangles. The Bangles was Manic Monday. That's right. You had I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. Don't know that one. That was a good one. Tell That's me pretty why. straightforward. I don't like Mondays. Tell me why. I don't like Mondays. Dee-nee-nee. That's how it went. Nee, 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 nee. I don't know that one. Nee, 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 nee. All right. Jerry, there was almost a brouhaha yesterday in baseball, which I love a brouhaha. Yeah, but you never get one. I know. You just get guys yelling at one another, then they get all tough. They get to the top of the dugout. The bullpens opened up the gate, and then nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing so happens. this happened, Rockies, uh, Phillies. Yeah. Some dude, Jake Bird, was pitching. And I guess he got one of the Phillies to fly out and then was a slapping his glove and saying something that Bryce Harper, who wasn't even involved in the play, took exception to took it. exception to it. And he went running out there to 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 get a brew ha ha started. Tell him to shut his face. Yeah, I guess there was some lip reading. I saw John Boy Media and a couple others. They slowed down the uh, what Bryce Harper said. Yeah. He called them. Uh, the Colorado Rockies, a loser organization. <laughs> You're a loser organization, all of you. That's what he said to them. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's pretty good. Bryce Harper does look a little bit like a tool with that big headband on. Well, if you look on, on YouTube yeah. and you put Bryce Harper's name in, you will find videos about why he's one of the most hated people in baseball. Like They, they just think he's a punk. Right. He's a hell of a ball player, though. He does seem like a punk. He's a really good ball Remember when he got into the fight in the dugout in Washington with his own player? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> it was the reliever. I forget his was name. Was it Papelbaum? Yes. yes. I think it was Jonathan Papelbaum. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He, he, he strangled him. He <laughs> <laughs> choked him. Yeah. He He's a perfect example of somebody who, if he's on your team, you love him. Oh, absolutely. And he's a punk if he's on the other team. Like, he's back playing right now four or five months after Tommy John's surgery. He's not throwing. He's DHing. But after that surgery, and not only that, he has been great. He's batting like 400 in his last however many games since he came back. I know the first game was rough, but after that, he's been outstanding. Yeah. 
Pretty good. Yeah, I agree. He is a love him or hate him player. Yeah. And you despise him on the other team, and you love him like nobody else when he's on your team. Right. Now, he's on the Philly, so if you're a Met fan, of course, we hate him. But calling the Rockies a loser organization is funny. That's just a funny funny thing in the heat of a battle. No no F-bombs, just a loser organization. (laughs) And not not yelling about this uh, Jake Bird who threw the pitch and was clapping his glove. He went after the... The top level org- your organization <laughs> All of stinks, them, right? Yeah, your team stinks. This ballpark stinks. Yeah, you stink. Total loser organization. All of you. Pretty funny. Then uh, early, uh, the day before Saturday, a Colorado yeah, Rockies pitcher Ryan Feltner, yeah, took a line drive to the. That's your question. Skull. I'm, I'm yeah. serious about this. At what point do you think it's mandated that pitchers have to have some sort of protective headgear? Yeah, it seems like even just this season. We had one last week, too. Yeah, there have been like a number of guys uh-huh. who... And guys are bigger, stronger. The ball's coming off the bat at a ridiculous rate of speed. Yeah. So, I, But my man, I'm not... I wasn't an open-ended question. That's a serious question. Yeah. And, I'm gonna, and here's what I'm, I'm going to say about this. For years and years, hockey players didn't wear helmets. It was almost like you weren't manly if you wore a helmet. Right. Man up, take your helmet off. Goalies didn't wear helmets because that was really brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Beyond that, for years and years, you would see pucks flying into the crowd at pretty good rates of speed until a girl died. I think it was in Carolina. I forget where. Now, all of a sudden, we got a protective netting up. No one had the foresight to see that. It takes a tragic event for that to happen. For years, I remember with Boomer and Carton, I was yelling about putting nets up in the baseball stadiums. No, can't do it. That's part of the to the, the joy of going to a game until what happened? Someone got hit by a baseball and died. Now we have to have nets up. So my question is, are we seriously going to wait until one of these pitchers dies on the field? Because you know what will happen. One of these skull fractures will turn out to be fatal, and immediately we're going to mandate that pitchers wear helmets. So I'll ask you again: yeah. Are we waiting for someone to die on the field? Yes, like that. Apparently, is what we. What I mean, for. what the hell? What kind of helmets do you think they'd wear? I don't know, Al. I don't know. I, that's the thing. As someone whose son, I, I hate that my son pitches for this reason alone, and I force him to wear. I don't know if it'll work or not, but it's a. It's called a little skull cap that goes under his hat. You can't even tell he's got it in because there's some of them. They're goofy. They're really big. It looks yeah, terrible. They, like, there were some major league pitchers over the and years. A guy that was on the Mets did it too. Yeah, and it looks like a giant it, hat. Yeah, it looks it looks, looks goofy, and I understand that. What my son wears, you have no idea it's even in his hat, and I don't even know if it would work, but at least I'm tr- we're trying something. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't do something like the, the fact that a company hasn't developed something for these pitchers that looks proper and gives them some, and now I listen the face is one thing but the this, the head come on I like I'm, what I'm saying is I don't know how you would protect the face other than a right. a mask but the head is a helmet like there's got to be something these guys can wear that doesn't look ridiculous and gives them some level of protection yes we can't have skull fractures on the mound. It's and then the just... weird thing was, so they go, okay, skull fracture, like you said. Then uh, they talked to uh, the manager, Bud Black. Quote, overall, he's fine. Oh, and a skull a... fracture. And in most cases, they are. Yeah, I'm but not... that even sounds weird. Your skull is fractured. You're fine. He Meaning he's not permanently injured. But that means there's an actual crack yeah. in his skull. That ball's coming off the bat over 100 miles an hour, 60 feet away. Dude. <laughs> It's no joke. And I'm sure the old baseball guy out there is yelling at me for being a, you know what? <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. I yeah, just, gotta, I, you know what's going to happen. It's got to be a cool, like, thin, we got to get one of those thin helmets that's uh, super strong. One of those. Agreed. Made with something like that. I, I completely agree. And I don't think cost is really that much of an issue from this standpoint. Parents are buying their kids bats that cost $600 annually. If your kid pitches, you wouldn't spend $500 on a quality piece of headgear for him? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't a blink. I wouldn't even think twice about it. What about a cool motorcycle helmet for them? Well, I don't think Those I, are cool looking. Yeah, I put a motorcycle helmet Those on. Those are cool. They are cool, but you're, that's the other thing. If you, Flames on you, it. Like, they've made the goalie helmet cool. Yes. With the with all the art and design. It's great. 
Why not do something like yes. that? But you got to have the team colors. Yes, pitchers get. And, cool and I don't mean helmets. a goalie helmet. I'm saying <laughs> some sort of a baseball type of helmet where you could do it up. It doesn't. Cool. What I'm saying when I say like motorcycle helmet, meaning I don't even need the brim how they have on the batting helmets, just the flat front, almost look like a space alien. Yeah. That would look a little ridiculous out there. <laughs> I've heard from some of these UFO people that when they recover uh, crashed UFOs, they have this really super light material that's super strong. Mm-hmm. That's what we get. Alien technology. Well, isn't that helmets. also, okay. Isn't that also like the, um, what the cops wear in their bulletproof vests? Yeah. That's. Let's put those on. And I'm sure it's expensive. Yes. But there's, again, if you can spend $600 on a bat, you can make something that can protect the head a little bit better. Yes, you can, Jerry. In other um, sports-related news, Jerry, if I may, a couple of UFC fighters, this is a weird story. Uh, There's a a UFC fighter, Tim Elliott. Okay. He was married to a a female UFC fighter. What was her name? I don't have her name. But he claims that she (laughs) cheated on him. Gina Mazzani. Yes. So two UFC fighters married. He claims that she cheated on him all throughout their marriage with another UFC fighter, including their wedding night. How does that happen? That sounds like a great marriage. (laughs) I don't know. Why would she get married if she was going to cheat on her actual wedding night? That's weird, Jerry. I, I don't know, Al. I have no idea. I can't answer. You don't even know these people. You don't have an answer for that? No, I don't even know who they are. Right. Here's the answer. People who get into UFC probably have a troubled past, right? Why? Well, you and I wouldn't get into the ring and get our faces punched in. If I was a kid that was into it, why? I feel like if you were a... uh, All UFC fighters are not people with troubled pasts. I don't know. I'd look into it. All of them? I'm going to say most of them, yeah. Okay. All right. Boxers. Anybody who's fighting for a living? Like, actually using your fists, troubled past. There's there's something about the sport, though, that is also very intoxicating for people. I suppose, yeah, punching someone in the face. <laughs> well, yeah, but the exercise, the fitness, the strength, the confidence, the power, all of that. Yeah. Listen, I would love... have a checkered past. I would love to be a UFC fighter. I would be able to... I would walk around so confidently down on the boardwalk in the summer. Right. I'd be like... Come at me. I am a UFC fighter. But you don't know how to do it. I don't. Therefore, I walk scared. Right. Right. Had I had a troubled past, I I would have been trained properly. Or if you just went to the gym and got the training for exercise, you would have gained confidence. Yes. Like you still, you've grappled. At a very low level. Right. But somewhere in the back of your head, push comes to shove, you could probably grapple a dude to the ground. I felt a lot better about it yeah. when seven years it. ago than I do now because I haven't done it in forever. When right. I was doing that three to four days a week, yes. yes, I felt very good about that. Way out of practice. Yeah. But do I have some level of confidence? Yes. I'm not like you. But I don't feel the way I used to. Right. I used to really think I could take anybody to the ground. Yes. I don't feel that what way What a anymore. feeling that's got to be. It was. I right? don't. But that's... That feeling is gone. If you're a trained UFC fighter, if you're tr- yeah. uh, trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, if you're a professional wrestler, a pro boxer, yeah. man, there is nothing. Where your hands are weapons. Right. Unless you're attacked by a group of teens with weapons, you're beating everybody up. Uh, most guys, unless you meet your match and someone that's doing yeah. the same thing you're doing. Speaking of that, do you see John Moran again, Jerry? Uh, was, this guy, uh, yes. Took to social, he was in a social media Post I guess his... my question would be, was that post and was that video from this week or is that something from the past that just surfaced? Oh, all right. So they are doing an investigation. Oh, that's what they're checking out? Well, I mean, I'm sure they're checking out everything, but that would be my question. Because I thought it was, and perhaps I'm incorrect, I thought it was a live, another I don't know that. live Instagram story or something where he was in a car. Might have been. He was a passenger yeah. in a car, some other dude driving. They were singing rap songs, and I guess he, uh, John Moran had a gun. Yeah, was holding it in his hand. Right, after he said he realized uh, two months ago that all that he could lose with this. And this comes back to, now we're going to talk about that draft again real quick. Yeah. You've got Zion Williamson, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. The Knicks won that draft. Correct. And I know R.J. Barrett didn't play well Friday night, and he was the first person to tell you after that game ended. And he was disappointed in himself. 
But R.J. Barrett's a good kid, works his ass off, and is there every night. Ja Morant's a problem now for the Grizzlies, and Zion Williamson never plays. So I, the whole – it's a bad that's a bad situation. I still remember being here when everyone – for whatever reason, there was a time when Knicks fans all thought they were winning the lottery. Yes. And they were going to get Zion Williamson. The, uh, a lot of Knicks fans thought that it was going to be fixed for them to win it. That would have been a disaster. Because they still believed that it was fixed for Patrick Ewing. Right. And they thought for Zion Williamson, come to New York. The Knicks need some help. Make the, make the Knicks the marquee team again. That didn't happen. And I remember Boomer kept running that fake lottery thing to tell you how, what your chances are of winning the lottery. <laughs> yes. And every, they'd be like, the Knicks have a 15% chance. And all of a sudden, all the calls would come in. We got to get Zion Williamson. <laughs> You're like, you got a 15%. It means you got an 85% yes. chance not to get them. Yes. <laughs> they were all acting like their odds were in their favor. <laughs> well, you had better odds than most. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But, they yeah, did. lucky. I mean, they, they. Uh, I was going to say dodge the bullet. They but did, we just though. did a John Moran yeah, with I, a gun I know what you're situation. Saying, but, yeah. but, yes, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, because that would have been absolute disaster. Now, listen, John Morant was here. Perhaps he doesn't have these issues. Who knows? Everything changes. But with the way things have gone, the Knicks have done quite well with that draft. You yes, got a good guy in and, and R.J. Barrett. He yes, is one of the best. Did, All right. We are uh, more than halfway home. Coming up at 6 o'clock, the Boomer and Geo program on the fan. Coming up on 6 o'clock, quarter of, we got Boomer and Geo in the house. They are ready for a big Monday morning program. And by the way, uh, a week from Friday, we'll be down at DJ's in Belmar for the kickoff the summer show. That's right. So we're about uh, 10, 11 days away from that now. Yeah. I already saw a thong uh, on Friday. Beautiful what, weather. Was the guy attractive? <laughs> it was a woman, Jerry. It was a woman. Okay. Yep. No, oh, did, yeah. Did she wear it well? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you yes. got to be pretty confident in yourself to wear one of those out. You do, although I will tell you, uh, I do see a lot of people in thongs that really is that would not uh, belong in a thong. Okay. Be like, if I wore a thong, I should not be oh, in a that thong. That would be some sight. There are some people Look at that, that a bone and a thong. <laughs> there's some a bone with in, a head. <laughs> there's some people in thongs that uh, deserve to be in a thong, and sure. some people in thongs that, uh, that we don't want to see what's going on there. You have like a checklist going at home? Uh, what do you mean? Thong, no thong? Thong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But so far, Jerry, one for one with the You're thongs. You're one for one. <laughs> this summer. I think oh. I got to open the pool this week. Oh. I think it's time. My yes. neighbor opened his on uh, Friday. I was like, Wow, already? I'm like, you know what? Why not? It's going to be 80 degrees on Sunday. Is it always a mystery when you open the pool? Like, what's in the pool? Did no. Any animals just... get in? Uh, that I don't. I can't tell you about that. I haven't had any animals get in. Um, although the raccoon goes up on the deck every night at 3 o'clock. I don't know what he's doing. I hope he doesn't fall in. He's, start, he's waiting for you to open the pool. Your baby, I suppose. But no, it's crystal clear, so that's good. Okay, I don't good. know if an animal's fall. If an animal fell in under, got under the, uh, yeah, that would be problematic. Yes, that happened uh, when we used to have a pool growing up. A squirrel got in one winter. Yeah, that happened to me too. Remember, yeah. I had to fish it out. Yeah, that's terrible, disgusting. Yes, uh, many people sent me this story, so I feel like I must bring it up to you, Jerry. I had it had it DM'd to me. I had it emailed to me. I had people comment on it and tagging me in it. Okay, it was a story about. One Andre the Giant. Okay. Who, uh, you know, I'm a very huge fan of Andre I've the Giant. I've heard this, yes. Uh, well, another wrestler, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I don't know if you remember him. I he, do, actually. He was on a uh, a wrestling podcast called Wrestling Shoot Interviews. You ever listen? I do not listen, but uh, this, put that on the list. this made the rounds. Okay. He told the story of a uh, of the time that Andre the Giant, all seven foot four, 520 pounds of him, uh, had to do a number two on a flight to Japan. Oh, how come on. How does he even fit in that bathroom? Well, exactly. Now, Brutus the Barber Beefcake said that uh, Andre, knowing his size, would make it a point to make sure he went to the bathroom at the hotel, right. which still, I don't even know how you use that toilet. Better than one on the plane. Better than one on the plane. And uh, But this time, on this very long 14-hour flight to Japan... Uh, unfortunately, he had to use the bathroom, and that it uh, set off a stink bomb, wherein passengers were vomiting and <laughs> he said crying. 
but all the wrestlers on the flight <laughs> were enjoying it because they had known about his going to the bathroom. That is horrendous. Yeah. Oh, the poor guy, man. Yeah. There's nothing more embarrassing than not that happening because that doesn't happen to too many people. But just knowing you were the last one in and you get out and you just hope no one's waiting. Yes. And then even worse, an attractive woman is waiting. Oh, Disgusting. Or, or how about this one? This might be worse because it's not your fault. When you're the first person in after someone, yes. and then you come out, it clearly hasn't gone away, right. and then someone walks in after you thinking it was you. Yep. Terrible. Yeah, that's that's the worst, I think. That's not fair. That is not fair. And it wasn't me. Now, Brutus sure. the Barber Beefcake said Andre the Giant was 46 years old at the time and produced sounds in there that were, quote, not human. Okay. All right. Followed by a horrible smell. <laughs> Quote, I've never heard anything like it. The sounds that are coming out of there. So, but he said people were gagging, puking, crying, screaming. And we were all falling on the floor laughing. What a great flight to Japan. <laughs> My God. How's that trip to Japan? Ugh. Not great. How He was how old when he died? In his uh, 50s? He, he um, hmm, that's a good question. He was, let me. Just Google it. I will Google it. Andre. Take your own advice, Al. Giant. Let's I go. I can tell you this, Jerry. He was seven foot four, five hundred twenty-five pounds. He was um, he was born in forty six and died in ninety three, so he was not even uh, so forty. Wow! So this happened right before he died. Yeah. Wow. Is that true? Well, it's yeah. Forty six and ninety three is forty nine, or forty seven. Sorry. Uh, yeah, forty six. This says uh, died at forty six. So yeah, I guess you're right. It I wonder if right this event had passed. anything to do with it. <laughs> right. No, like if he had internal issues, if he oh, was screaming and yelling, you wonder if there was something going on there. He wasn't screaming and yelling. It was the passengers who were oh, I thought, taking in I the... thought you just said that the sounds he was making. Oh, yes, you're right. The sounds, uh, yes, bodily sounds. that reminds me when I had to pass a kidney stone at the radio station in Astoria, at the fan in Astoria. You were also screaming? Making noises that I never thought I'd make. Yeah. Oof. And did it pass? Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. It was broken, but it was it was rough. That is one thing I am so happy I never got. And I know that's like Knock uh, on wood. that's inherited, and my father had them uh, at times. They but suck. I, they say though, if you don't get them in your by the time you're in your twenties, that you've you've probably escaped that hereditary that's part. Exactly when I got them. Yeah, in my twenties. In your twenties, multiple times. Jerry, look at this good news I have here. Oh, Dude. good news Monday. <laughs> A good news Monday. Two different NFL people. Got their college degrees this weekend. One Jalen Hurts, oh. Eagles quarterback. I actually saw that story where he actually was taking classes during the season. Yeah, he got a master's that degree. That is remarkable. Master's degree from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Todd Bowles, Good who for him. was the Jets head coach. Yeah, that's great. He got his college degree from Mount St. Mary University. He left 37 years ago to enter the NFL draft. And so he's been taking classes, I guess, at night and at home and all Somehow, that. Somehow, Jerry, he got himself a degree. That's great. I hope he makes something Congra- of himself. <laughs> Congratulations to the both of them. Yeah. Do you think um, they'll use those college degrees? Like Jalen Hurts, he's going to use that master's? Jalen Hurts just got paid $260 million. I think he's good. He's good? He's good. But now, maybe if he went, do... now, maybe he went to learn business, right? or maybe oh. he wants to be a player agent when he's done playing, so maybe he's, you know, he'll apply that later. So it's possible. What did uh, Bowles graduate with, did it I, say? I think a radio degree. <laughs> Once to get into sports talk. Oh my God. How about how not to screw up a franchise <laughs> as a head coach? He's still with the Bucs, right? He is, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be an interesting team this year. No, no. You can change interesting with bad. <laughs> they got... Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. Yeah. Then I forget they had another guy. Like who, they just lost Tom Brady. Yeah. You ain't getting better. You lost Tom Brady. We as Jets what people. What is going on with him, too, with this whole broadcasting thing? There's a lot of rumors out there. A lot of rumors that he's uh, people in broadcasting keep saying he's not going to do broadcasting. Yeah, I, I don't buy that, though. But he even came out and said fake news the other day. No, I know. But fake usually when there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. And it's been more than one person that said this now. Correct. Seems odd to me. It does seem odd. I think there's a part of him that feels bad for uh, Burkhart's partner, Greg Olson. Um, I don't know. He's the. I feel like Tom Brady's such a competitive guy. He don't care. Push people right out of the way. I guess. I suppose. Come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Maybe they'll team up with somebody else. 
I still want him to suit up and come out at halftime. Yes. In that Patriot game. Yes. When he's there. Yes. They're getting their ass kicked. <laughs> and here he Move comes. aside. And I want him and Gronk to run out the tunnel in the third quarter. Right. They have like a, a camera in the back in the locker room. They just show Tom Brady unbuttoning his shirt. <laughs> unbuttoning his suit. It would be funny. Getting ready to strap now, on the shoulder pads one more time. That would be legendary. Yeah. Come out, win, and then walk away yes, again. I quit again. All right, quick break. When we come back, we get you Boomer and Geo, And also one more story Al has right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Mm, Amy Lawrence on Joel Embiid and the Sixers. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Or so left. I know you left a big story for the end. What do you got? A big story, Jerry. I tell you this, though. I was watching some of those uh, Mets highlights again during the break. Yeah. I feel like Max Scherzer, he looked like he had a solid grip on that baseball. Let's, yes. No, I'm just saying, like, it looked like he had a nice, solid grip. What are you accusing him of? I'm not accusing him of nothing. I'm just saying he had a nice, solid grip on that ball. Hmm. And when you got a nice solid grip on the ball, that ball moves. Oh, his ball was moving yesterday. So, however, you got to do it. By the way, they play. Uh, they got one more game with the Nationals Four today, o'clock. right? And then they play the Tampa Rays. Yeah. So, if you're a Yankee fan, you got to hope that the Mets shut them down. Now, do you think the Yankees got to do? Worry about the Yankees. Go beat well, the Blue the Yankees Jays. Got? Oh, Toronto. I hate the Blue Jays. Yeah. Well. And when I say that, I mean if I were not working in New York sports and I was picking you'd be a, team, a Blue Jays I might fan, I might be a Blue Jays fan. I love the blue the way the Blue Jays play baseball. Remember we had all those jerseys here? Remember that? Yes. And I don't remember why. Uh, yeah, I don't remember why either. Like seven of them. Well, yeah. Maybe was, they were looking for New York fans. I don't remember what we were doing with those Blue Jays jerseys. But that's the type of team you like because you got... Were we putting got, them in the freezer? Maybe we were putting them in the freezer. That doesn't I don't work. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.